Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. Morale is high. Maybe we're just high. Come on in, stay a while. Everybody's here, including Todd. Phone calls always welcome. Operator Tyler, standing by. 877-3DP-SHOW. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner and our radio affiliates around the country Two top Premier League clubs go at each other on Peacock. Watch Tottenham try to claw their way back up the rankings as they face nine-time champs Man City on the road. It's all live Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, exclusively on Peacock. Also, Tiger Woods is back, and he tees off against his friends and rivals in the Bahamas. The All-Star Field plays the Hero World Challenge. That'll be uh, coming up later on today, 1.30 Eastern on Golf Channel. And Peacock. Poll question. It was an interesting one, a thought-provoking one. Probably uh, brought about some emotions for people. Seaton, would you recap what we were discussing first hour? Yeah, man. It's a scorcher, this one. Uh, (laughs) Are you rooting for Aaron Rodgers to come back this season? Your uh, options were yes, no, indifferent. This is, what makes this also so interesting is that usually we put the poll question up on danpatrick.com and then we also tweet it okay. at, on the show's Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the results are very different from website to uh, social media because I just think demographic of people that are um, using it. Yeah. This is almost exactly the same on both. Oh. That almost never happens. Okay. Uh, right now, 37% of the audience are indifferent. Mm-hmm. And, and on uh, the DanPatrick.com, 40% indifferent. It's almost the exact same. Is anybody rooting against Aaron Rodgers coming back in this room? Okay. Anybody rooting for Aaron Rodgers to come back in this room? All right, front row is? Not so much for him specifically or the Jets, but for the future of sport and getting athletes back. For my own selfish purpose, purposes of watching players come back. You know, Bo Jackson, love to have had technology for him. Uh, all pitchers, so it's not Aaron specifically. It's the technology, mm-hmm. if it's real, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't doubt or question that if he blew out his Achilles. I thought as soon as he went down, that the reaction was, and he knew it, that he had blown out his Achilles. I've been around two people playing basketball who blew out their Achilles, 
And I, when I saw him go down, when he grabbed, and then he sat back down, and he resigned himself to the fact that I just blew out my Achilles. I didn't question it, but people have questioned it because Aaron lied before during COVID. Well, I, I guess I can, I can, I, how about misled? Maybe, maybe he misled people, but I, I didn't go, you know, he misled me there, so he's going to mislead me, mislead me here. Although you can make that leap, and people have. Yes, Eden. Yeah, I don't know either way. I'm definitely in the indifferent category. Be like, oh, if he makes it back, oh, cool. Uh, if he doesn't, be like, oh, that's too bad. I like when that... pe- people say, oh, I don't care. But then they care enough to say they don't care. Uh, I think people do one way or another if Aaron Rodgers comes back. I just want, I mean, it'd be a great story. One way or another. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> yes, he will. Yeah, just tune into Pat McAfee's show. He'll tell you all about it. I think I'm more interested in watching the Jets struggle than I am in him coming back. So if he comes back and they struggle? Yeah, if he oh, were like, okay. or like I or or if he doesn't come back and they continue to struggle, mm. I kind of love watching the Jets not be good. <laughs> That's definitely a passion of mine. It's like it's like chargering. You know, the Chargers find a way to lose. Like it's Jetsian. There there's certain teams that it's just that's who they are. There's nothing better than watching uh for me personally than watching the Cowboys not be able to figure it out. God, is that just the best? Uh, Jerry Jones is just dying to get a ring and he just can't crack the code anymore. Uh, yeah. If that could go on in perpetuity, well, I would it, love it, it. It has. Where they're they're just they're this close to figuring it out and they just can't. God, it's delicious. They are averaging forty one points per game at home this season. <laughs> and they got the game against Seattle coming up tonight. By the way, forty one points per game at home this season, third most in NFL history, and the most since the Saints averaged just a tick better than that in twenty eleven. Woo! America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Yes, Paul? This is an interesting concept. Struggling franchises you want to see win, and then ones you don't want to see win. I think everybody would love to see the Lions win the Super Bowl. If you don't have a dog in the fight, they're rooted. For whatever reason, they're lovable, they're root forable. The Cowboys... Wait, is that a word? No, not at all. <laughs> root forable. I like root forable, root though. Forable. With a four, not an F-O-U-R. Let's get started. They're totally root forable. Yeah. Get the blue and the gray, root forable. If Aaron Rodgers was coming back with the Packers, would we have a different view of this? No, a little, but we've seen the Packers win before. I see what Seton's saying. The struggles of the Cowboys are more interesting than if they win. And, and I think right now the Cleveland Browns, if they didn't sh- sign Deshaun Watson... We would root for them to finally win. The best Super Bowl matchup prior to Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland would have been Cleveland versus Detroit for the Super Bowl. Correct. It, was, it would have been like Cubs. Somebody. Oh, God. Cubs. Well, Cubs. <laughs> Cubs Indians back then. Okay. Someone had to All win. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Always comes back to Chicago but sports. We don't root for How Cleveland. How did you do with the uh, Walter Payton shoulder pads? Uh, it is a situation. Do you, you want an update? Yes. So there's a website selling... Game used, I'm throwing air quotes out there, right. Walter Payton shoulder pads mm-hmm. for $2,100. Mm-hmm. And they're still in that $2,500 range where I'm about to bid. I called uh, Jarrett Payton, the son of Walter uh, Walter Payton, and he is looking into it. His initial reports are he's doubtful. Oh, He's doubtful, but he's not ready to declare it. He says from what he's told and his mom, he brought his mom into this. Okay, 
that Walter wore for the first 10 years of his career one pair of shoulder pads. Okay. So these are definitely not from the first 10 years. Okay. Because those are at the Bears facility. Right. He looked into these shoulder pads and he does not, mm. he's not sure that these were game used Peyton shoulder pads because he's pretty sure the ones he used towards the end of his career, they have. The weird part is they're Peyton Manning shoulder pads. Right. That's, that's the problem. P-E-Y. There. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but he is, uh, He's not ready to poo-poo it, but he said to poo-poo. He said to, they're looking into it. Yes, Todd. But as long as you get that certificate of uncertainty, it's fine. <laughs> Just go ahead and show everybody. We're not sure. See, it says it right here. It's right on the wall. Yeah. That's what you get with this show. Certificate of uncertainty. Uh, we'll get the phone calls coming up. And, uh, you know, Paulie was all in. Paulie was all in. Wait, what would happen if you bought the Walter Payton shoulder pads right. and then found out that they weren't Walter Payton shoulder pads? As long as my wife didn't find out they weren't Walter Payton shoulder pads, yeah. I would have been okay. Well, there's people who buy art, and it's not real art. It, you know, somebody has repainted. They get duped? Oh, yes. Like the, yes, the art world is full of that. There's Where, really great documentaries on it, actually, too. They're all fascinating. Yes, these forgers. Like yeah. multi-million dollar purchases? Oh, yes, yes. And, and these, you know, these um, art collectors are so prideful that they don't want to admit that they got duped, so they just, you know, keep the artwork. Don't want to tell anybody. Yes, Eden. Art thief slash forgery is, while illegal and a terrible thing to do, one of the most underrated bad guy personas (laughs) of all time in terms of coolness. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, I'm like an art forger, and then you just disappear. Like, where are they? Oh, they're living off the coast of Portugal or something. Wow, this is Awesome. Yes, Todd. I'm just fascinated by the stealing of art process. When you have one of these big murals on a wall and everything that goes into setting up the truck and getting people in there and alarms are going up, pulling it off the wall, getting it through. That's got to be quite a project, I would think. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Yes, Paul. Different than stealing a pair of earrings from yeah. a jeweler. Yeah, because yeah, like, you're going to sell it and like, hey, yeah, look, I got the screen. Like, Wasn't that stolen? Uh, I don't know. Was it? Uh, I don't know. But anyway, here's $100 million. Yeah. So if you sold, stole a Monet from a high-end museum, let's say it's worth $5 million, $10 million, okay? Do you sell it to an art collector who no, wants... black market. And then the person who gets it... It to, ends up in Russia. And they display it China. At, at an oligarch's house? Yeah, because who's going to go get it? Right. Like you put it in you know, some place in China or uh, Russia? But does the person who finally buys it display it and tell us friends, this is the real deal? I would. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm <laughs> in some other country, come on in. Like, is that the most corrupt thing you did? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> all right, what else did you do? All right, you killed a couple people. All right, so you stole a piece of art or bought a piece of stolen art. By the way, I've been uh, practicing a pronunciation here, and everybody's going to have to do this. All right. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Once again, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yoshinobu Yamamoto? Yes. That is the uh, free agent pitcher who's coming to the United States. And he is a three-time MVP in Japan. And, uh, Do they have any player comps? Uh, they said that he could be sort of a Shohei Otani. <laughs> oh, the, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he could be a Yu Darvish. Mm. Uh, he's not going to be a Hideki Matsui. He's a former Oryx Buffalo. in the. Of course he is. Japanese. Yes. Yo- Yoshinobu Yamamoto. It'd be awesome if they're like, he's sort of a Greg Maddox type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not overwhelming stuff, no, but no. the placement is just phenomenal. Yeah. Yes, Mark. 
Yeah, that's kind of like, hey, Dirk Nowitzki, he's kind of like Larry Bird. Why? <laughs> no, it was Keith Van Horn. Well, I'm just saying. Keith every, Van Horn was Larry Bird. Every, every white guy who no, could he's, ever. No, no, he's, oh, not. he's like Larry Bird. Rex Chapman. He's like, no, not even close. No, what are you not. talking about? Yes, Paul. Correct. Larry, Larry Bird, Van Horn, Gugliata. That's the lineage you want <laughs> yes. to go with. But if you're uh, a foreign born, then Dirk Nowitzki was compared to Detlef Schrempf. Good. Yes. Shrimp. Good. Shrimp. It has to be German, as if German has anything to do with it. Mm. Yes, Todd. Can we go double Y or Y squared, just like we say Greek freak, instead of trying to pronounce the name? Just kind of shorten it up a little bit. Why, why? Yeah, why, why, Y squared, double Y. Yo-ya. Like Y-O and Y-A. Okay, can roll with that. Yo-ya. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Nice. Now batting. I'll wait till spring training. When he goes to the San Francisco Giants, and I'll ask to do the PA announcing there. Now batting. Number 25, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. 25 years of age and uh, coming to the United States. I'm sure the Yankees will be. <laughs> and the Dodgers. It's like the same teams. Just throw those out there. I think this is the year the San Francisco Giants finally get a, uh, a big free agent. I think this is it. Missed out on Aaron Judge. Wisely backed out of uh, Correa. Yes, Paul. Was it the Red Sox? Daisuke Matsuzaka? A bunch of years ago? Oh, something Dice like K that. That was a big deal. Yeah. That was a, one of those where they had to pay like a $50 million fee to get him. Yeah. I think they have to do that with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yes, Marv. Was Hideo Nomo first? Yeah. With that first big-time acquisition from uh, Japan? He was a big deal. It was. Yeah, he was a big deal. The gyro ball yeah, is coming, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yes, Todd. Didn't Dice K used to do those dirty nursery rhymes on the mound, if I recall correctly? Or was that somebody yeah, else? That's a whiff. Come on, that's a whiff. Come on. We're trying too hard today. Hideo oh. Nomo, his rookie year was 95 with the LA Dodgers. He was 13-6, and six, won rookie of the year. He was top five for Cy Young. He had a really nice career. Yeah, yeah. Hideki Matsui. Era. Remember, what, what was he called? Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the uh, Japanese pitcher Hideki Rabu was good. And the then big it didn't fat toad. Yeah. Damn. That's, <laughs> not, no, that's, not what his, that's what his owner called him. Oh. <laughs> George Steinbrenner called him a big fat toad. That was not his official nickname. Okay. Yeah. Not the actual translation. <laughs> yes, Todd. Didn't Matt, so we have some kind of adult film collection that he was, became more known for than his actual playing heroics? You're, it you're, was a storyline. You're asking, and you know the story. I'm quite sure he it had was a storyline. Yes, it was. Porn collection. He had a porn collection. You have that in common, Todd. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I've been trying to buy some stuff off of it. It doesn't return my Jeff call. Jeff in Tennessee joins us on the program. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I was just wanting to ask uh, my Raiders, are, are they going to be able to turn this, uh, this season around with the last few games? Uh, I like Antonio <laughs> Pierce at the helm. It's very random of you, Jeff. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden O'Connell is doing okay. I, I like that move that they make. Uh, I don't know if Antonio Pierce is going to be the guy. I mean, I guess he's going to get an opportunity. They've been they got to pay a couple of coaches, so maybe you get somebody in that you don't have to pay a lot. They're five and seven right now, but Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, will join us coming up. I'm I'm just curious, how many openings are we going to have? You could have seven coaches, up to ten coaches, who might be fired. You would think there'd be a market for Jim Harbaugh. But see, when you turn over that team to Harbaugh, like you, that identity is the same thing he had when he was with San Francisco, when he was with Stanford, and with Michigan. 
And why wouldn't you want that? I mean, that's an identity. His teams have an identity. You know how they play. But I'm curious, is he uh, more desirable now than he was last year, even with the baggage that he's had this year? I'm curious. So we'll talk to Albert Breer. He'll join us coming up. Uh, Tom at Nags Head joining us. Hey, Tom. Yeah, first time, long time, uh, 5'8", 165. Thanks for taking my call, Dan. Um, question or slash comment, um, this coming Saturday, um, the conference championship games, how cool would it be if Oregon, Alabama, Iowa, and Louisville all win? And if they do, what does the committee do and what four are going to get in then? I have no idea. Like, I know we're trying to create all these scenarios here. Um, Iowa seems like really, 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 really long odds to win that game. The fact that they're over under point total is, I think, one point total. It's it's a half a point first half and a half a point second half. But I'm going to guess my over under for Iowa would be six and a half. I'm going to go six and a half for Iowa. Yeah, that that kind of matches. Anybody yeah. going under Iowa against Michigan? Six and a half. They may get an accidental touchdown. <laughs> that should be the name of the team. Yeah. Or three field goals through the course of the game somehow, maybe. Two long ones and a short one. Yeah. <laughs> Been very specific. All right, thank you, Todd. All right, let me take a break and get to more phone calls coming up. Well, are we going with a different poll question now or two, or are we going to ride this one out, Seton? I'm going to let this one ride okay. for a little bit. Let's since ride. Still, yeah. Let's ride. Nation. Yeah. Hey, since the Broncos are doing well and they're in the hunt, where's Russell Wilson Jr. the third? I know, we've been asking. He's doesn't like, he doesn't want to jinx it by coming on new shows or something, but we've been trying. Okay. Used to come on all the time. Yeah. He now he's a big shot five game win streak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Used to be our friend. What happened? Disappointed. Yeah, I'm not going to take it personally. Maybe see if his wife will join us. See if Sierra can join us. That would be a good guest. Yeah. In studio, preferably. <laughs> take a break. Albert Breer will uh, look at the NFL season coming up in the coaching carousel. After this, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Dynasty the King. King. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. 
and Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I'm excited to see Tiger Woods tee it up again. And uh, it's the all-star field playing in the uh, Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas. That starts uh, later today, I should say, at 1.30 Eastern, Golf Channel and Peacock. Uh, there's a push here. On uh, social media, Seton, that we need to have a certificate of uh, uncertainty T-shirt. Okay. We could put that in production. Yeah. Of course, our big seller has been uh, Crappensburg State. Everybody should have one, a hoodie or a shirt or a bumper sticker or coffee mug. I got my Crappensburg State coffee mug here, and uh, these are all available at danpatrick.com. Zach in South Carolina before we get to uh, Albert Breer. Hi, Zach. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning. Uh, 510-205. Uh, in honor of Tiger teeing it up again, I just I had some nuggets to share on uh, the Crappensburg State men's golf team. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, they're known for consistently flushing their irons. Okay. Uh, their home go- uh, course is designed is inspired by Turtle Bay Golf Club in Hawaii. Okay. 
A unique feature of their home course is the grass is browned out year-round. Um, due to this, there's a local rule where you're allowed to take a drop anywhere on the course. <laughs> and finally, the women's team is constantly complaining about the men's team leaving the flagstick out after they use it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Subtle. All right. Thank you, Zach. All right, Zach. That one's good. Well done, lad. Yeah. Uh, we might need a Craftsburg State uh, golf. Golf shirt. Yeah. We leave the stick in. <laughs> Uh, Albert Breer. <laughs> Somehow we make a smooth segue to Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. Uh, Albert, thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been noodling this around the first 90 minutes of the show. If, if I had a, a survey, anonymous survey with members of the media, if they're rooting for Aaron Rodgers to come back or not, how do you think that survey would play out? I would hope most of us would want to see him come back just because the storyline's an awesome one. You know, I, the idea that somebody can come back this fast is, I mean, a va- in a vacuum, a good story. But on top of that, what could that mean for athletes going forward? You know, if they found something here that got a quarterback back into an NFL game, you know, whatever it is, like a little over three months after he tore his Achilles, which – I mean, whatever, 10, 15 years ago, it was like a death sentence for a football player. That's awesome, you know? And it's especially awesome for, like, the bigger guys, too. Like, you know, the bigger guys are always the ones that have such a hard time coming back from this. Um, And so I think on a number of different levels, it would be a good story if he was able to do this. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I can't imagine anybody would not want to follow – um, you know, Aaron Rodgers desperately trying to get the Jets back in the playoff picture in a weekend AFC, too. Like, the AFC is not what we thought it was, which can be part of this as well. Well, I think you have an altruistic, I mean, you, you have the positive spin on this. It feels like there's members of the media that are either for Rodgers or against, yeah, that they're for him or against him. I, well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's not our job. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I understand that. But it feels like people are picking sides with this or, oh, Rogers, did he really have a torn Achilles? Oh, how um, what does, this, does this come back to like the, the, the fact that he's on McAfee every week and some yeah. of the controversial stuff he says? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, look, like my, my dealings with Aaron have been, you know, pretty positive over the years. I know you've had some too. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I know that there is that part of it, right? Like the, the guy, the guy likes attention, and um, you know, it's got to be an interesting thing for Robert Sala to, you know, get a State of the Union speech every Friday by tuning into McAfee, right? <laughs> like, so there's that part of it where I can understand where people would be, you know, a little annoyed or a little worn out by all of it. Um, but you know, just, I mean, look, like, would you really rather watch Tim Boyle play football than Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? You know what I mean? Like it's the same as like, would you rather watch Jake Browning play than Joe Burrow? Would you rather watch Dorian Thompson Robinson play? Uh, yeah, but those Deshaun are all Watson? different scenarios. That they are, they are. But it's like in the end, isn't like that what this is about? It's well, about nobody's like- rooting for Deshaun Watson to come back. Like people have rooted against Deshaun Watson or right. covered him in a slanted way. I think that that's like a little. That's different, though. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of yeah. what you think of what he did, if you're convinced that he did what he's accused of doing, then, yeah, I absolutely can understand why somebody might root against him, you know? Like, with Aaron Rodgers, it feels more like a they just don't like his personality, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, it feels, like, different than Deshaun Watson. Is Mac Jones done in New England? 
Uh, I think it depends on who the coach is next year. Um, but I think for this year, there's a good chance he is. I think Bailey Zappi goes out and plays well on Sunday and, and runs the offense and is able to be a distributor out there. He doesn't need to be a world beater, but just gives him a chance and doesn't turn the ball over. Um, my guess would be that, you know, that Mac Jones could be shut down for the rest of the year. And, and if I'm the Patriots, by the way, like if I'm not starting him on Sunday, I'm not dressing him because I've seen too many teams make this mistake where it's like, okay, we want to give the kid a reset. We think he's the wiring's messed up, but we're going to make him the backup. So then the minute like the quarterback, the starting quarterback gets hurt, that whole plan goes up in smoke. It happened with the Jets, right? Like the Jets, the plan was for Zach Wilson to get a real career reset and be able to sit and watch. And like if the Jets were really committed to doing that, they would have made him the third stringer, not the second stringer. Because the minute the starter gets hurt, the second stringer's going in, right? So I think with Mac, it's and the wiring is definitely off. Like, and he is dealing now with I think some of the things that Zach Wilson dealt with, where it's a little bit like you can't get right. Like that's what the yips is, right? Like you just can't get right. Um, and I think it's for a variety of different reasons. And I think the right thing for him right now would be to sit down. Um, whether or not he's done long term in New England, I think depends on who's coaching the team and who's making the decisions. Who's twenty twenty four, and we still don't know who that is. Okay, if it's Bill Belichick. I think Mac would be gone. That'd be my guess. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, joining us. Uh, Your take on the last couple of days with the Carolina Panthers. Um, Yeah, I think think it's an owner getting his sea legs. Um, You know, it's interesting because, like, I had a question in my mailbag this week. um, It's up on the site. It asked me if he's, like, the next Snyder. And I think people ignore, like, how often owners stumble around at the beginning and, like, it takes a while for them to figure it out. And I think that's become the default thing. Like, when a, an owner comes in and, and, and messes things up in the beginning, it's like, oh, well, he's Dan Snyder. Well, I think what often happens is these guys come in and they're so successful in whatever business they're coming from and they've always been the smartest guy in the room. And then they come into this environment and they think, okay, well, I'll just be able to push all the same buttons I pushed as a real estate tycoon or as a hedge fund manager, and it's going to work. And football doesn't work that way, you know? And so sometimes these guys have to fall on their face a little and get bloodied a little. And I think that's what Tepper's kind of going through right now. And, um, you know, I think that you can look at the lesson in San Francisco um, where, you know, Jed York clashed with Jim Harbaugh and then went through – basically like two one-year restarts with um, with Jim Tomsula and Chip Kelly. And that place was seen as toxic, like one of the worst organizations in the league. And he had to like basically can control and long contracts to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and say, I trust you guys, go fix it. Yeah. And I think that's sort of where Tepper is right now, you know, is that he's wanted to be involved, but he's not there. He's not in the office every day. Um, he has sort of taken ideas from other organizations and tried to apply them with people that he's bringing in. Um, as a result, Frank Reich hired a coaching staff that maybe he wasn't all that familiar with. Um, they tried to put together an all-star team. That's always a tough thing to make work in football. Um, and, you know, I, I think that there's just – there hasn't been a cogent, like, organizational philosophy there. But could it's you see like, Belichick just... wanting to work for that owner? If he gives him control, maybe. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. This right? guy feels like he wants to. You know, there's a couple. You got Jerry. Well, Jones. that's the thing is like I don't know because like it's you know what that's it, Dan. Dan is like 
a lot of these guys, like, they don't buy the team to sit on the sideline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so how do you strike that balance where it's like, you know, I think when the, that's the other thing is when these guys first buy these teams, they're, they're gung-ho. They want to be involved in everything. Well, um, I mean, if David Tepper's not there every day, but he's basically operating when he's in the building as if he's there every day, that's a problem, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you, if, you, if you're in there, like, so he'd come in on Friday for home games and leave Tuesday. What's the most important part of the week for a football team? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? And Tuesday for game plan for coaches. So he's missing all of that. But he's operating as if he's the boss and he's there day to day. Um, you know, like that's the thing is like, how do you strike the balance between wanting to be involved and wanting to gather information and wanting to be a resource and wanting to use all the business principles that you have, but also like understanding like, I I have to delegate some of this and there's a lot of stuff that I don't know and there's stuff that I shouldn't really involve myself in and there are some decisions that I need to farm out to other people um like to me like the 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 assembly of the 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 all-star staff was like a big part of it like he saw what the Giants did with Brian Dayball right where Dayball brought in some guys he didn't know to coach for him well Dayball went through this like huge process where he had like basically the coaches who were already on staff group interviewing people who were kind of, who were potentially going to come in and work for them. And then he saw what the Niners did, right? Like where the Niners had all of these guys go through and D'Amico Rines and Robert Sala and Mike McDaniel and uh, Martin Mayhew and Rand Carthon, where they were getting draft picks for the scouts and coaches that had come through their, through their, um, through their, through their system, like, you know, via the incentive structure, the NFL set up for minority hiring. Well, you know, that's great, you know, but, like, is your goal to hire a good coach or is your goal to get a draft pick on the other end of it, right? I mean, I think that there were all these ideas that David Tepper had that weren't bad ideas, but he was just, like, applying them all at once. And I think as a result, you wound up with this coaching staff that really didn't had a big learning curve as far as figuring out how to work together. And then you get in the season, and the offense looks like a mess, and the defense doesn't match the offense, and – now you're not giving the t- the group time to grow together and like what are you you know so i think that that's going to be like the big thing coming out of this is like what is the panthers organizational philosophy if like in a straight line like how would you describe what they are because up until this point it feels like they've been a mishmash of ideas and that's on the owner for not empowering people to set what the organizational structure, philosophy, culture, all that stuff's going to be. Jim Harbaugh more attractive to NFL teams this year or last year? Um, I think he would be this year. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think like, I don't understand why there hasn't been more interest in him. Like, he hasn't gotten an offer the last couple of years. You know, like, and I, I don't understand why, like. I look like I understand things didn't end end well in San Francisco, right? Like, but I mean, if you look like, so he has built a culture everywhere he went, right? He built a culture everywhere he went that looks exactly the same. Stanford looks the same as the Niners looks the same as Michigan, right? And he has a certain type of player that is in every one of those cult that, that was in every one of those organizations right the the two the two college teams and the pro team and like you put the whole thing together and it's like this guy's bill parcells like he comes in he shakes it up he knows what he wants it to look like it looks the same everywhere he goes they have the same philosophy and culture and the same types of people everywhere he goes 
I don't understand why somebody wouldn't want to buy that, buy into that, right? Like why somebody wouldn't want that. Now, maybe it's not a 10-year answer. Maybe it's a four or five-year answer. But I mean, look, like I, I think like if you look at like Michigan, right? Like he, I mean, his team was 6-0 and without him on the sideline. And that says something about what he what he put in place there, right? And I think like, I mean, honestly, Saturday freaking hurt for me, <laughs> you know, but like what I saw, what I saw was a staff without its head coach coaching like it was an NFL game, right? Like that's that was the difference. They won on the margins. They weren't more talented. We'll see that in five years. Ohio State, the, the Ohio State roster had way more NFL, like way more like high-end NFL players on it. What it was, they they own the situations, they own the margins, they won on the margins, they played to win that specific game, and so you know, like they they were great on fourth down, they 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 were great on special teams, they won the game with a long field goal. Ohio State missed a long field goal. Ohio State had short punts, they had long punts. Um, they 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 had the trick plays when they needed. They went for it on fourth down. They had the four minute drive at the end of the game, and like all of that is part. My point is that all of that is part of what Jim Harbaugh's built, and um. I, I just I can't understand for the life of me why you wouldn't why an NFL team would look at that and want that. Um, could he like was he what, what, were things hard at the end in San Francisco? Yeah, they were. Like they weren't. That was not a great. That was there was not a great environment in that building. But even when it was really bad, what were they nine and seven that last year? I think so. Isn't that right? I don't know. I think so. Maybe I'm the one who's crazy. You know, but no, no Harbaugh's crazy. Harbaugh's crazy. But so are a lot of these. Guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy I mean, successful. Dealt, but you've dealt with enough of them. How many of them are like, like you sort of have to have a screw loose, right? Nobody's, I don't want normal. I mean, I, that, that I, he's different. That's what you, that you buy is, into. Is it. Bill Belichick a normal, well-adjusted human being? Uh, Albert, no, I'm not. I mean, it's not like it's, it's just um, – yeah, so I, I I think like to me like I think like he is I I I felt this way forever like I think he's Parcells right like he runs hot he comes in he'll shake up like he, he'll come in and he'll shake up whatever place he's walking into he'll change it in short order like he may wind up burning people out and like if you're looking for a guy to be your coach for the next fifteen years probably not it right but like. I don't know, like I, I, you know, the way that the the way that he's changed these places and like the trademark he's put on it, like how it just looks a certain way. You know what I mean? It's yeah. identifiable. There's no scatter shadow. We're gonna try this or try. No, no, no. It looks like you know what that looks like. Um, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And you, being, and I say that, and it hurts me to say that. Yes, yeah, and you being an Ohio State guy, maybe you're happy to get him out of Michigan. Uh, great to talk to no you comment. as always. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Albert. All right, thanks, Dan. Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, the Harbaugh thing is interesting. If you're going to have this many openings, and I know the Raiders and Harbaugh flirted with each other years ago, would Carolina's owner turn it over to Jim Harbaugh? Would Carolina's owner turn it over to Bill Belichick? I'm just trying to think of landing spots. You know, Atlanta's leading the division. I don't think there's a guarantee Arthur Smith is going to come back with the Falcons. It just feels like there could be seven to ten openings next season. Yeah, Paul? If you see Harbaugh and he's angling to get in the NFL, do you think he could look at a place like Buffalo with a good roster and a very good quarterback, but maybe an opening that's unexpected? 
in a town that would embrace a guy like him, a guy who would embrace a town like that, like it's almost like a college football program, Buffalo. Yeah, I could get that small market feel yeah. to that, but I, it just seems like he wants to go back, and I think he thought he was going to get the Vikings job before Kevin O'Connell got that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, um, Dylan from the Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast has a four-leg parlay, same-game parlay, Iowa and Michigan. He'll tell you about that back after this Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Transfer portal is open for business. I like how these coaches just openly talk about what it costs to get a quarterback now. Supposed to be your name, image, and likeness, and it's not a recruiting tool? Here's Matt Rule, the Nebraska head coach, on what it costs to get a good quarterback. 
Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. You know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So we just kind of believe in doing things like the old school way, the hard way, building. But that doesn't mean we won't look at people in the portal. It doesn't I mean it's just we did it last year, right? It just means they have to be clearly an impact player for us if they're like a one year player, or they have to be someone that has multiple years to get in our program and develop. I would like for Matt Rule to tell me who are these players who are getting $5 million, $6 million, $7 million. I'd just be curious about that. But Dion saying that uh, they're not open for business. They're not an ATM. You're not going to. Now, I thought that that might be a message to the Colorado Collective to say, hey, we're not going to be an ATM unless we can be an ATM and you guys can help me with some recruits here. But you don't have oil money there. And plus, Colorado football has been dormant for a long time, so it's not like you had, you know, the, the, the pool of resources to dip into. They don't. You know? You're trying to get into spending time like everybody else is. And if you're going to get a quarterback, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the portal. And also, if I'm a quarterback, and if you look at what Jaden Daniels did at Arizona State, really good quarterback there, and he could have stayed. But he got a great offer from LSU and thought, you know what? I can get paid, maybe get paid again, and I could get paid a lot of money to go to LSU, and he's going to win the Heisman. Bo Nix at Auburn didn't work out. You go to Oregon, now you're going to be a first-round draft pick. Uh, you know, so a lot of these quarter, Caleb Williams transferred. You know, he was in the portal as well. You're seeing that's the norm now. I think a quarterback who stays at a college for four years, it's, you know, that, that is going to be abnormal. I think that'll be the anomaly. It feels like these quarterbacks will go, hey, I'll come here for two years, and then I'll cash in, and I'll go someplace. Maybe I'll go someplace after that. I think having a starting quarterback who's 24-25 is not unheard of. Now, that was the COVID year that helped these quarterbacks. Um, I, uh, Dylan is uh, part of the uh, gambling podcast. Fritzy, if you'll go get Dylan, he does our graphics here, but he's also a degenerate gambler. And uh, he has a uh, four-leg parlay. We'll call that a dog. And a four-leg parlay on Iowa and Michigan. And he comes in uh, equipped with a snow cone as well. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yes, Paulie. If you win a lot, are you a generate gambler? Because you're not a degenerate gambler. You're generating funds. Yeah, but you can be a degenerate because your life is all about gambling. Oh, so you could win and be a degenerate. Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, speaking of which, Dylan joins us now. Hi, Dan. Okay. This is a degenerate, by the way. Having lost the physical, mental, or moral qualities considered normal and desirable. All right, let's look at Dylan. That's spot on. Yeah. Showing evidence of decline. <laughs> I got my snow cone. No, no, you're good. Which actually, the re there's a reason I brought this out. You can't put it anywhere because it doesn't stand up. So you're kind of glued to it until yeah. the duration of the snow cone. So we need to come up with a snow cone stand now. I gave you the snow cone. I gave you the popcorn machine. I gave you the hot dog maker. And well, now here's when we start inventing things based on all of that. I like that. The snow cone stand. You know what? Weeks, our camera guy, is MacGyver. He should probably come up with a snow cone holder here. I concur. Okay. All right. You have the uh, parlay. By the way, Dylan is killing it in the uh, on the gambling podcast. You're dominating Shea and Irving and Bad Larry. Stiff competition. <laughs> uh, let, the next episode will be coming up this afternoon at danpatrick.com. All right. Give the audience a sample of All right. what's in store. All right, Dan. Well, I've, we've talked a lot about the Iowa-Michigan 
game and the uh, shockingly low point total for Iowa, the game itself. Uh, So I got cooked up a little same-game parlay for that game. I go in under the total at 35 for the game. Mm -hmm. Iowa team total alternate under 7.5. So I get a little touchdown and a hook cushion on the very rare chance that they score. I'm going Michigan team total under 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. Because while they should beat the brakes off Iowa, Iowa's good enough to like bleed them out for four quarters. So this is a four-leg same-game parlay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take the spread with Iowa plus 22 and a half. I think that dropped the point, actually, from when it, uh, okay. when it opened. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I've been, I mean... Iowa is the most exciting team in college football, <laughs> and I stand by that. I've never. How many units have you won on Iowa football this year? I've been betting three units on them every week on the under, and it's ten and two. So, do the, the math. The bulk of my units this season have come from that. More from Dylan, Shay, and Irving. Bad Larry coming up a little bit later on. Dan Patrick takes a gamble podcast. Thank you, Dylan. Final hour on the way. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.